Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened slightly higher today amid subdued trading after Wall Street stocks retreated overnight. So in early trade, the Straits Times Index was up 0.1% to 3,159 points. Some 40 million securities changed hands in the broader market then. Now, while numbers on the SGX are still firming up, here's what we are looking at for now. The STI currently up 0.7% and we are looking at 3,177 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 802 million Sing dollars. Now, gainers outnumbered losers, 329 versus 268. Top five movers by value we have here, DBS, OCBC, Ctrim, UOB and SIA. And heavily traded securities included Cap Allianz, C-Trim and Thai Beverage. Now in terms of companies to watch, we do have this uh, Catalyst-listed Talk Media because the company is seeking shareholder approval at its upcoming EGM to adopt a share purchase mandate. Now elsewhere from social media platform X introducing or testing three tiers of paid service to hundreds of thousands of visitors uh, flocking to Macau and Hong Kong over the Golden Week holiday, we've got more international headlines in focus. And for more, let's speak to Sunny So Lead Technical Analyst, Capital Markets and Investor Education at Sia Sunny. Welcome. Hi, Tian Thanks for having me back on the show. Great to have you back. And let's start with the usuals. How did the STI fare for the week so far? Any surprises when it comes to Talk Media? Mm, the STI started the week around the 3,226 points on Monday. Going into today's close, we are looking at STI closing around 3,177. So that's about a 50 points drop or around a 1.25% decrease for the week. Mm. That is uh, comparing it to last week gains of about 0.5%. So from a technical perspective, the STI this week tested the May and August low of this year around the uh, 3150 level. So this means that uh, we also saw STI touch a low of 3134 on Wednesday itself and it rebounded firmly, especially today, up 0.7%. Mm-hmm. So this may signal that the STI is now on a firmer footing. Uh, not saying that we will see a big rebound very soon, but at least we have arrested the big declines that we saw in the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. So on the catalyst-listed uh, Noon Talk Media, yes, the share price jumped uh, more than 7% earlier today, but at the closing, it closed flat yeah. at the 9.8 cents level. Yep. So they announced through the exchange filing today that they will hold an EGM on 23rd October to allow shareholders to vote on whether directors of the company can purchase or acquire shares, not exceeding 10% of the issued shares. So the company said the share acquisition scheme is intended to give company more flexibility to improve shareholder value by potentially increasing the return on equity and giving back the cash surplus to Mm. the shareholders. Since listing on the Catalyst board in October last year with 22 million shares offered at 22 cents apiece, the share price has been sliding and reached a new low of about 9 cents last month. Mm. So this represented a more than 50% drop since the IPO price. And hence, this is not a surprise to me that the company is now acting to try and improve the shareholder value by potentially increasing the ROE through the share buyback. Right. And looking at the financials of the company, uh, they posted a full-year loss of $3.2 million for FY 2023 and June, its first physical result uh, since the IPO. 
Mm. Compare this with just a net profit of uh, 22,400 right. in the previous year. This yeah. does not look very promising. And the mm. full year loss was excavated by a 112% increase in administrative expenses to 1.9 million. So with costs rising exponentially and the revenue for both full year and the fiscal second half dropping, mm. there was no dividend declared or recommended for the fiscal year. I'm not confident that they can return to their IPO price of 22 cents anytime soon right. until the fundamentals of the companies improve and start turning in profits again. Mm. And this may be a very quick question before we talk about some corporate headlines around the world, Sunny. Uh, SGX has announced some uh, changes to the board as well. They've appointed Claire Perry O'Neill, which is a former minister in the UK, as an independent non-executive director. Very quickly, anything that investors should take note of? Um, I don't think it's anything of investors' concern. I think it's a very interesting appointment as a former minister in UK. Looking at the experience of uh, Claire Perry O'Neill, she was a cabinet minister overseeing the climate change and energy in the former UK Prime Minister Theresa May government from 2017 to 2019. She's also now a director of Houston-based energy company Oxy, whose uh, business aims to address uh, global energy needs while addressing environmental challenges uh, leading us to a low-carbon future. And also an advisor to smart carbon manager Terrascope headquartered in Singapore. Mm. So I believe with her experience, she will be able to help SGX or even Singapore push forward uh, the approach of a uh, mandatory reporting for issuers based on the Global Task Force climate-related uh, disclosure. Mm. She will also help to drive SGX as a sustainability investment platform for green bonds issuance in Asia and help to attract green technology firms to list here in Singapore and mix uh, SGX uh, Asia Green Financing Hub and mm. well placed to capture the green investment demand in our region as well. Right. And let's take a look at some of the headlines around the region, Sunny. Of particular interest is uh, the Golden Week holiday in China. And apparently hundreds of thousands of visitors have flocked to Hong Kong and Macau since last Friday. Still 85% of pre-pandemic levels. But how far is this a boost? Um, does this boost confidence in China's retail and property or hospitality stocks? I think this is actually a positive, you know, a good boost uh, to the investor confidence. But firstly, yes, this Golden Week is an eight days National Day holiday in China. I wish we also have such a long holiday for our National Day celebration. And maybe combining it with the Great Singapore Sale will really help our economy as well. So 85% of a pre-pandemic level, this number is uh, more than five times from last year visitors' numbers. And mm. hotel occupancy rates over there now is like uh, beyond 90%. So you can imagine uh, the prices is definitely up there. So this is definitely good news for the retail and hospitality stocks and also not forgetting the casino counters as well. So if you're asking me about retail counters, hospitality counters, as well as casino counters, I think the main beneficiary will be the casino counters first because of the Chinese culture. Yeah. And of course, the second one will definitely be the hospitality stock because when you go traveling, hotel is something that you can't uh, get away from. You have yeah. to book a hotel. Yeah, exactly. But then the retail behavior, the spending behavior of uh, Chinese consumer is, is starting to change. Uh, previously, it was like before pandemic, they were buying all the luxury brands and stuff. But nowadays, they are spending more on experience. So retail, there might be a question mark there, but definitely the numbers of 85% pre-pandemic levels of visitors is definitely a good news, which is five times more than last year's uh, visitors numbers. And I see this as part of China's economic recovery gaining momentum as well. And economic reports over the past two weeks before the holiday uh, shows that the slowdown in China economic activities uh, likely to be ending soon. And export has been stabilizing while headline inflation is accelerated. 
Officially, manufacturing index also rose above 50 in September. So looking ahead, uh, Chinese market is still expecting additional policy support for the remainder of this year. This will be fanning optimism that the Chinese government will enhance the rebound recently with more policy stimulus, uh, easing the negative attention that we have recently on the distressed Chinese developers. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Sunny So, Lead Technical Analyst, Capital Markets and Investor Education at CIAS. Well, Sunny, let's stay in Asia, right? Top lender MUFG's market chief, he has flagged worries of Japan's financial indiscipline, so-called, amid rising inflation, which may disrupt bond markets. Um, your thoughts on this and any worries on the bond side of things? Mm, definitely some worries over there as globally bonds has been heavily sold for weeks already, prompting the Bank of Japan to step in to uh, steady the JGB market. So uh, investors uh, globally reckon that interest rate around the world will likely be staying elevated higher for longer, a very common phase now. So um, if Japan's central bank man- maintain its ultra-loose monetary policy on its assessment that sustained 2%, inflation is yet to be achieved and the government is uh, going to further expand spending to cushion the impact of inflation. This may become a a big problem down the road because as we can see from what happened in the US, um, the uh, ultra-low kind of interest rate environment and then on top of the uh, COVID uh, stimulus that was given out and then you can see that the inflation runaway where we reach a peak of double digit percentage Mm. of inflation numbers. This is what the, the market chief is worrying about. So if Japan government or Japan's central bank does not start to look at uh, the inflation that is uh, rising now and and maintains its ultra loose policy this may be a scenario that the inflation uh, the inflation uh, track may go out of hand and later on it will be one of the very difficult things to, to control right now as we are seeing in the Europe and the US region Mm, And further away, Sunny, this company has been out of the spotlight for a bit. Now it's back in the spotlight. We're talking about social media platform X or the former Twitter. It will test three tiers of premium service to boost growth. And the premium plan, which currently costs about US dollars a month, it will be split into basic, standard and plus variation as part of that effort. Question is, will customer bite? Will customer buy? I think Kentian as a bigger social media person might be a better person to answer this, but I'll try as I'm not a very big social media person. So they they have launched this premium plan at $7.99 and they're now splitting into three variations. So that probably signals to me that the previous premium plan may not be working well. I mean, the take-up rate might not be that uh, good. And as you have said, uh, social media X is actually the previous, uh, the previous known as Twitter, which is known as a free speech or free platform for people to express their views. So this, um, this change of a business direction to start charging customer, does it still stand with the, uh, the company previous uh, uh, methodology of uh, doing business where they are a platform for free speech and free voice of media? So this, uh, this splitting into three variations will probably give uh, people who are on the verge that uh, they want to try out this, uh, this paid kind of mm. a social media platform, uh, giving them a basic or a, a lower cost of entry mm. to, to have a voice of themselves on social media. And this would, I think, be, a, be, may, be maybe a better plan than the previous 
a flat rate of the seven nine nine or US eight dollars a month, and that could start to drive some mm. of the, the number of subscription up for social media X. But right. overall, as I'm not a social media person, I'm not sure how this will go. Honestly, thanks a lot, Sunny. That was Sunny So, lead technical analyst at Sias. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM eighty nine point three. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.